You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Uh, you might notice a little something different going on the voice there. It's uh, multiple choice. It's either I'm uh, fighting through cold or I'm taking sexy lessons. One of the two. Both works. Uh, today's topic is called Red Scalping. S-C-A-L-P-I-N-G. Uh, we're going to open up with a quote from the Civil War naval hero, Admiral David D. Farragut, who's a former homer, actually lies not more than uh, two and a half miles from my home, uh, the, where that clifftop residence was. It's, uh, that part's no longer there, but I often can canoe and kayak there. I actually jumped that cliff. Anyway, the quote from uh, uh, Admiral Farragut is, the more you hurt the enemy, the less he will hurt you, unquote. Now, I bet we got no quarrel there, I wager. But uh, let us make sure we actually practice what we may have just assented to. See, our discussion today will primarily deal with the world of grappling, both the old school and the new, both vertical and horizontal. But stay with me. Let us use wisdom from the striking arts to set up our strategic story. Uh, strikers use combinations. Uh, punches and bunches is an expression of strategic and tactical wisdom. I mean, there's not a, a, a boxing gym worth its salt where you're not going to hear that. I mean, we know it's combinations. That's where it's got to go. Uh, if we take it to a rough and tumble combination, the attack that contains the following, a, a jab, a rear cock or a corking kick, a spearing rear elbow, a lead cram elbow, and a lead chopper is made up of five offensive elements. Whether you uh, work this on the bag, on pads, and partners in the streets, assumed to be delivered in one, two, three, four, five, lickety split, no pause manner, right? Okay, and again, I've said nothing to groundbreaking here, but we're all agreeing with everything. I also wager we would agree that these same five assault developments delivered one at a time in a staggered tempo no longer adheres to the definition of a combination. So, for example, I take that same combination. We can even drop that down to a standard, you know, jab, cross, lead, hook. We go bam, 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 jab, cross, lead, hook, right? If we turn it into, here's a jab. Okay, and there's cross. Here's the lead hook. No longer a combination. We've taken the exact same elements. We've taken the singles. We've made them less effective. This is against what uh, Admiral Ferrier was talking about. So instead, we've thrown a series of tools in a manner more akin to a pro or full power gambling of a sure thing. But we all know there are no sure things. Hence, combinations, punches and bunches. We must be the overwhelming force. Now, Why? Well, we are gambling that if the first one don't get you, the second one will. And if the second don't do it, three, four, and five are right behind it down the pipeline, all right? At no point in the combination do we feel the full fistic bite and halt. That is, we don't find a small bite on the meat of the jab, a good negligible bark of the shin from the uh, corking kick, and but then feel full bone-smacking chunk on the spear elbow and simply stop on that satisfaction, all right? So you see what I'm saying? If I start out throwing a five-point combination... I'm going to assume I'm running all the way through this bad boy, right? It's, let's say even though I think, hey, one, two, three felt pretty good. Uh, four, definitely. Yeah, should I stop there? You keep throwing, brother. You keep throwing. In Bunch's wisdom says we keep throwing till the toes are up and the deed is done. Now, why do we use combinations this way in striking? I'm not solving your intelligence. I'm just going to set in the stage here. Well, it's because it's a superior offensive strategy. It is superior defensive strategy. And I repeat the Admiral's dictum again, quote, the more you hurt the enemy, the less he will hurt you, unquote. Now, if you have stuck with me thus far, likely you're declaring this offering from yours truly a long-winded statement of the obvious. And you are correct in that estimation. Okay. Now, let's talk grappling now. 
It is when we hit the clinch or the ground that this hallowed advice we all agree upon seems to get uh, royally defenestrated. I mean, we yell punches and bunches and combinations and training, but once the grappling commences, we see a shift towards knockout blows or swing for the fences tactics. That is, our combinations and grappling become more about the maneuvering and less about the tactical arsenal. As if uh, I were to take the one-two jab, cross, lead, hook, uh, footwork of that combination and got really tunneled in on the Brewster-style, uh, boxing gym style of making the steps, then actually making the, the fist meet moan uh, on the face. It would be tunneling perhaps on the wrong aspect of what's going on. Now... Uh, we are willing to take three or four or more complicated steps to get to the rear naked choke or work on a candy cross, crisscross hip shifts for arm bars, uh, treating steps towards an end result as a stand in for combinations. But I ask, and the old timers would ask as well, why do we abandon incessant offensive attack once it gets to the scuffle? It's not to say we are not scuffling hard. We know un- indomitable pressure on the on the mat is huge. This has actually become sort of a part of the combination, even more so when you take it into the rough, rough and tumble worlds. So we did this recent boot camp. We're talking about there's always skin poppers going on somewhere. Our job is to really uh, take that idea and make it uh, uh, iron hot. Now, I am not devaluing the aggressiveness of the scramble, the rides, flows, pins, setups required to get to the hope for KO blows. Wrestling maneuverability, when done right, is physically assaultive in and of itself. But I think we can easy, easily see it still falls a bit short of the same incessant intention to harm that we find in the striking aspect of the game. And a question for you might be going, well, I hear where you're coming from, Mark, but isn't that the wisdom of the submission chain? Aren't these counter-for-counter chains the grapplers correlate for the striker's combination? And that's a, a good question, and it's an informed one at that. And I, we know, I, my bread and butter has often been just a straight-on submission chain, but submission chains have only a surface correlation to punches and bunches. Submission chains are less a long series of attacks in the Admiral David Farragut sense than a causal link of assumed failed KOs. That is, a submission chain does not operate like a striking chain because a submission chain operates under the following assumption. Like, if my cobra choke is blocked, well, I will transition to a stacked wrist fold. If it is blocked, it, that one is blocked, I will move off to a north-south dorsal. If that's blocked, I can move off to the knee pin. If that is, and you know, on and on and on. Each chain in a submission is admission that what was attempted prior did not work, which we know is the opposite of how we're working in the striking combination. You just kind of threw, and the knockout might have happened off of uh, uh, number two in that five-point combination. It doesn't matter. You're still throwing things. And, and let's be clear. Submission chaining is a superior way to work, but it's still not the same combination strategy of the striker where each and every strike is an intended bite, even if a preceding bite did bite hard. Okay, that brings us to red scalping. Now, admittedly, the term red scalping only pops up a few times in the old vernacular, but I mean, it just stuck with me. It's such a a damned bloodied word. I love it. And the term may be rare, but the strategy of the old days most definitely was not. Uh, To red scalp is nothing more than to take a wrestling chain and treat it not as a run it till you hit your success link, but heat it hit uh, each one of those submissions, those, each one of those hooks, those rips, those cranks, with full authority on down the line in true striker's combination fashion. Red scalping in this manner becomes overwhelmingly offensive in Kaibosh's much grappling defense if you have ripped and blown by often before any semblance of the defense can be implemented. A double wrist lock chain that has five more red scalp links on it is meant to be run on to its end. So we're not talking about one snap. There's still going to be three, four, or five more possible ones down the road. You're going to run that entire sequence 
and not give a damn at the first one did everything it needed to do. You're going to keep ripping, you're going to keep breaking, you're going to keep tearing. One or more of all these rips is going to shred along the way. To the old schooler, this overwhelming incessancy of attack was the ideal of not whoops. I guess I'll try this uh, next one. The more you hurt the enemy, the less he will hurt you. The intent is to take submission chains and to turn them into a steaming locomotive that will run the submission track come hell or high water, creating less a chain than a pain train with an end destination of victory and a track of devastation left in a smoke. All right. So again, for uh, some of you who came out for the boot camp recently, already on the board, the Black Botch Project, uh, you know that's what we're going for in, in the grappling as I step away and leave that, that sportive aspect of things behind because the old schoolers were working it this way. The submission, uh, I thought the, the best way to explain this with the red scalping was to kind of give you that correlate, that analogy of we see the wisdom of in the striking. Surely to God, we can see the wisdom of the grappling. The thing is, though, you can't train it nicely. And again, that's the point of black boxing. It is, uh, <laughs> there's just nothing nice about it. With that said, crew, thanks for indulging me and in, uh, listening to my, uh, my uh, virus-laden voice or sexy voice. Uh, you take your pick. Have a good one. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, ExtremeSelfProtection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. Mm-hmm.